Okay, welcome back to our uh, fifth episode of the Friar Sport Podcast. Another Tuesday, another big Tuesday night for the boys. We got uh, two games to talk about that just passed. The uh, disappointing loss to Butler and then the uh, thriller game this past Sunday against DePaul. And then we got uh, two big, two more big games coming up the, in, big, in the Big East. We got our second matchup in eight days against Butler tomorrow. And then we got a big matchup against the top-ranked team, Creighton, uh, on Saturday. And, we'll, and then uh, we got uh, we got some nice games, uh, nice college basketball pick games to pick from, and we'll talk about our locks of the day that I believe I'm leading in. Yeah, sure. all right, bro. Like, what? Do, all right, so what do we got for this Butler game that just passed, Bush? I think one really, just looking at the stats, there's some things that could be confusing. Like Butler only three of thirteen of twenty three from the free throw line. And five of seventeen from three is pretty bad. So you think we take advantage yeah, of that? We were, we were four, four, we four, four for twenty six. So, yeah. And only got to the foul line ten times compared to them twenty three. Which times I think was our our best free throw percentage on the season with eighty percent. Yeah, can't complain there. But I was just I mean, yeah. No, it was a confusing game. I mean, turnovers yeah, I mean, kept like, down a little bit from what we usually do, but still twelve turnovers, which isn't ideal. Yeah. I didn't really get to watch much of this game, but I'm looking at the stats now and there's like, there's nothing that stands out to me that like, like shows why we lost this game. Like I was, I was watching like the, like the game cast or whatever, like for the majority of it, like we were down or we never like had a lead or anything. We were down for the majority of the game. Like, I don't really understand like what really went wrong in this game. Yeah, my takeaway, my big takeaway from the game, because looking at it, I mean, like like Jimmy said, 12 turnovers, not great, but we've seen worse in some of our other losses this year, so that's not, like, what was standing out to me. But it seemed like we kind of, throughout the first half, we were up, down, but beginning part of the second half, it was one, maybe two possession game, and we just couldn't seem to get that tying shot, or because we had plenty of chances to tie or take the lead again, and it seemed time after time we run a play or find AJ wide open. And he went, I think that this was demoralizing one of 10. Yeah. From three. Like so he looked great when we got like, it. Sorry. He looks great yeah. against DePaul hitting that clutch shot for us, which obviously was a great shot and kept us in the game. And pretty much like we would have lost, obviously if we didn't hit it. But then you see in Butler, like you one for 10 0 for seven from the three point line. So I don't know. That was that like when he's supposed to be the, like the third leg of, Watson and Duke, that's not going to cut it. Yeah, it doesn't seem like AJ ever has like a an okay game. He's either hits yeah. a game tying or game winning shot, yeah. eight of ten from three, or nothing. He's not existing. Couldn't hit water if he jumped out of a boat. So <laughs> we just can't really see much consistency there. But hopefully, he tightens up the rest. Yeah, of the and in Baller, we saw Duke and Watson be the only two players and double digits for uh, points, which, I mean, it's fine. There are two best players at this point, but it would be nice if the supporting cast can help them out a little more. And you know who was third leading scorer? Jimmy Nichols. Jimmy Nichols. Our guy. Beast. Three for three. His, his shooting percentage, I, I want to see what it is, actually, because I, <laughs> I feel like he doesn't really miss. Yeah. He went three for nine in the uh, DePaul game, but he still like played really well. He's shooting 61% yeah. from the field this uh this season. Yeah, it's impressive. That's a, that's a great thing to have off the bench. Mm-hmm. But going off that, just look at how spread out 
Butler scoring was five guys in double figures. Like, so it's not like we knew who was going to be taking the shots when they came up the court. So, yeah, I guess they did a good job of spreading themselves out and making it hard to guess. Mike, <laughs> I just looked at my Zoom. Go ahead. What? You want to just sitting here waiting about? to say something? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think um, I think we saw this a lot last year, and it. I mean, Kelly saw with DePaul, too, like, playing down to our opponents. I, I don't think Butler's any good. Yeah, no. They're not. I'm like... Like, they got it. Like, it, wasn't like it, was, it wasn't like it was a blowout. Like, yeah, but... Like, we were up, like, I don't know, like, between, like, two and, like, seven. Yeah, where is your mic, Mike? Like, yeah, it's, it's, you got to clear yourself up. It's, it's, it's muffled. It's muffling. Like you're listening to the radio and you drive through the tunnel. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. I was just saying, like, um, like Butler, like I said, um, sorry, bro. My, my Wi-Fi <laughs> is so bad. Sorry. Um, Mike just got a house in the woods, everybody. So congratulations. <laughs> All right, bro. Relax. <laughs> Um, see, like now, <laughs> I don't even know. That. We always play down to a team's uh, level, like same with yeah, same with like Butler's bad. Yeah, and like, like it wasn't like it was a blowout. Like we were, we were getting boards. We were just every time down the court. I like we took a lot of threes in the first half, and it was just clank after clank <laughs> after clank. And then, like, a team like DePaul with like a good coach, like eventually, like you're gonna. You're gonna start capitalizing on those like missed opportunities, and like when you can't hit shots like that, that's how you that's how you let teams back into games. And like, like I don't think Butler's that good, but um, like uh, yeah, that's like basically my take. Like playing down to teams. Yeah, no, I, I was gonna say that too. Like we're just for as long as I've watched us, we just like you can see it in the non-conference games. That's why we just lose some of them because yeah. we just play down to the competition that's way lower than us. Happens very often, has for the past couple of seasons. Um, more about the DePaul game. I still don't know why Greg Gann isn't starting because he plays so many more minutes than Horkler. Played 33 minutes. Yeah. Greg Gann or Jimmy Nichols. Yeah, or Jimmy Nichols. I guess having them off the bench is nice, but like it just doesn't make sense because Noah is out there for the tip off. And then there's, we don't really yeah. see too much of him after that. Our guy, John Fanta, brought up a pretty good point during the game that the, uh, the trio of Gant, Nichols, and Crosswell off the bench is a nice uh, second unit to bring in. Uh, yeah, it definitely is. I guess we got some tired legs out that there. That is true. So that does make sense. I but... guess you can compare yeah, it to sure. the Lakers. Like, who's putting up better numbers, Marcus All or Montrezl Harrell? But Gasol's still starting. Yeah, Montrezl Harrell's like, just a bench willing. guy. So I he think just... just having like something in the reserve tank just to go to, I guess, could be the philosophy. But I get your questions with Noah. I, I do, do you think that? They think he's going to come in and hit a couple quick early shots and then bring in Greg to supplement the defense. I mean, this wasn't even his worst game, to be honest. DePaul was his best game. 10.7 rebounds, 4 for 6 from the field. No, it was his best game. He didn't play poorly. That's not what I'm saying. I just don't get the logic. I guess as we're talking about it, it makes more sense having him off the bench, having Gantt off the bench with uh, Croswell and Nichols. I don't know, like – I don't know, like, the reasoning that for take – like, he had Greg in the starting lineup. I don't know why you took him yeah. out. Yeah. 
and um, obviously AJ. Well, I think I think I think part of the reason is those first uh, Dan started the first five, and then Noah started the past four. Um, it was more of a problem in a, at the Maui Invitational, but like getting out rebounded. Yeah, yeah. Dan Dan's a big guy, and like he obviously can rebound, but I think. I don't know, but like like you said, it's a good point because Gant's playing more minutes. But I don't know if Cooley want, wants a little bit more of a rebounding presence to start the game, especially because we have been shooting so well. But I don't know. That might be my yeah, – that's that like sense. my only thought on that. Um, and Jimmy struggled this game a little bit. So, I guess you never yeah, know. Yeah, but I like him out of these three or four guys. I like Jimmy taking shots, like getting his confidence. Like he's a pretty confident offensive player. I didn't think – like he's more confident than Greg on the offensive end, I think. That's definitely oh, true. 100%. Yeah. Like, uh, like you, you just need confidence when you have the ball. Like you have to be a threat to like actually score. And I think Jimmy's doing proving himself like a little bit. Yeah, coming along. Greg's very tentative. Like when he gets the ball for an open three, like he looks around before he even thinks. Yeah, about yeah it. it's yeah. not like smooth. Like, it's not just. Yeah, Jimmy's very smooth. Yeah, I like Jimmy. Not this uh, Jimmy. Jimmy Nichols. Yeah, yeah, no. Jimmy's smooth in his own. <laughs> not. <laughs> Uh, definitely one of the most impressive stats of the game was David Duke playing 49 out of the 50 minutes. Oh, my God. Game. Like, I mean, I can't even play, like, an eight-minute quarter high school basketball game, so I don't know how he's doing this. Yeah. I know he's a D1 basketball player, but, like, especially with, like, lack of practice and stuff this year and, like, probably lack of conditioning, it's pretty impressive that he was able to play to – Full ability for 49 minutes. Yeah, and then yeah, it was nice to see point. Reeves. Um, Like, how we were just talking about his poor game against Butler. He like, actually came out and scored the basketball like we've been waiting him to do against DePaul. Um, so, maybe this is – I know we've said before, like, he's turning that corner, but this actually could be the one, I think. I mean, it's 40% from three-point line. Can't complain with that, really. So, I wonder yeah. if we're going to – He also hit a – Go ahead, Miller White. Yo, fuck, fuck <laughs> I was gonna say, um, he also hit the first three yeah. in uh in overtime. Yeah, it's obviously ended it up. I don't want to say it didn't not mattering. Obviously, that matters, but um, they wanted to do a second overtime. But I wonder if you you can just tell after one make how much more confident he is. Um, and like he took that um. I don't remember if it was the first OT or the second. I think it was the second where he. He um tried to he beat people on a base. poster. Yeah, yeah. He he beat a guy baseline and went up for the slam. <laughs> he went, yeah, went for the body. Yeah. So um, and then he made the biggest play of the game in um regulation at the end of regulation. Yeah, of course he saved. Us. Oh, the, he saved us. The strip, dude. Oh, the strip. He had um, and he's been yeah. doing that all year, like strip. Like Charlie strip Moore had literally had a wide open lane to the basket yeah. to win the game. Was it to win the game or tie the game? Win the game. It was the game. And AJ basically just snatched that out of that little yeah. boy's hands. And obviously the shot was te- literally identical to the Marquette shot. Yeah, that's what I was going to bring up. I wonder if, like, teams are going to start catching on when, like, Providence needs a three with no I time think they, left. And, like, that's... Like, so, like, they got other options. Like, they just ha- haven't I know, pulled like, that one out I know, in a while. Like, we only, like, they have, we've only seen them run that play when they need a three or whatever. But, like... Yeah, so, like, why don't they run that play? Like, regularly. Yeah. That's a that's a play you can run. In, that's a great like a play. I love that play. It's basically just David Duke playing as a decoy and then setting another screen. Was... Right, and that's the thing. Like Duke, Duke's the one 
Like they think he's coming he's off the screen one. to set, to get the ball, and then he just turns and sets another yeah, screen. Yeah, great. And pops up. I saw it coming. Oh yeah, I, I only saw like the double play. screen, and I was like, "Oh, here it is." I had the I had the text type that it was the same as the Marquette player before he even made the shot. <laughs> That's yet to be there. Yeah, so that was a thrill. That was a thrill every game. I, I I like to call out Jeff Goodman, the uh, basketball analyst. He was he made a he's uh, a scale. He made a foul tweet saying. Uh, when Providence DePaul is the best game for college basketball, it means it's an NBA and NFL game. Uh, it's an NF- NBA NFL kind of day, and basically Providence fans just ripped him apart in Where on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I have no What's idea, but Jeff Goodman's a fraud. What's his name? Jeff Goodman. He said that. He's a. Uh, I know that ESPN. Yeah, he guy. said that. With the horse, like yeah. this thing. Well, he he doesn't work for ESPN anymore. Yeah, he used to just like love the 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 uh, the, the ball family. Yeah, dude, that was that was crazy. He would like fly to Lithuania every yeah. weekend to like interview. Like, yeah, he. I think Lavar was paying with paying him with a little bit extra money. Um, or more he than covers. Money. He covers. He covers the like. He covers like the good teams, and he like literally craps on everyone else. Like, I don't. Yeah, but and, yeah, and, that DePaul. Make me the host quickly. Oh my god! Here we go. What? I just gotta show a picture of this guy. All right. Well, what? Well, no, we got it. We all right. We got to be. While careful, John's though. getting the screen share ready. Um, DePaul is definitely a better basketball team than we've seen in the past years. And they had, especially a team oh, that yeah, only had, has sure. played one game prior to that game this season. They played well. We shouldn't have. Oh Yo, my God. Come on, bro. Yeah. So this character yeah, like, is telling us that Providence basketball isn't important. So he doesn't work for ESPN I almost just tweeted anymore, at him like, you're ugly as shit. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know. know. Does he have a lip in or that's, I don't know. What <laughs> I think too many people just like punch him in the face. So. <laughs> it's like Squidward when he gets his door slammed on SpongeBob. All right, maybe we'll edit this part out. That wasn't very funny, but um, all right. <laughs> yeah, so we got a matchup with Butler tomorrow, second time in uh, eight days. I just looked on ESPN. The line right now is Providence minus five and a half. So they're they're still banking oh on us. Gosh, dude, they're still banking on us to win this one. We got a seventy-one percent. Prediction to win from Ken Palm, or I mean, we should, we should be no, just on the. I think I, I don't know, just on the ESPN. We should win, yeah, we should win most games that we lose. Like, you <laughs> really, it's hard to tell at this point. Yeah, I mean, it's just the biggest. Yeah. Like, we're gonna lose some games. I think, um, I don't know. I'd like to think that they'd be pissed after how they played first time around. Yeah, I mean, uh, like, I don't know. They're gonna be gassed though, like. Off I don't. I don't think that makes that big of a difference. But, um, yeah, I mean, they got a nice little rest time. Are we home? We are, are we home again for this game? Yeah, we played Matt Hinkle already. Hinkle. <laughs> um, I mean, Butler's yeah, obviously I mean... not as good as us, but it's still one of those games where you have to play well to win. Like, I feel like George yeah, I mean, and St. John's, any, sometimes any you can get away with playing a sloppy game, but not against Butler. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I mean, I thought it would be like that for DePaul, but no, then of course, uh, Nate. I continue, Mike. I was gonna move on. So if you have something else to say, no, we're good. Then uh, of course Creighton on Saturday, which that'll uh, be a tough one. I mean, there's no two ways around it. Have we played a ranked team this mm. year. Has anyone been ranked no. when we played them? No. Oh, so we're going to continue our streak of uh, what uh, yeah, six, six wins over ranked opponents? Six. Yeah. 
I mean, honestly, I don't think – I think Creighton are overrated. Also, I, I say that because Zagorowski hasn't played to his full potential Should yet. Should we put Gant on Zagorowski and uh, – yeah, do you think so? Or David? No. Nah. David Duke on Zagorowski. Get the length on him yeah. just like we did to Miles Powell. We got it. Yeah. Mitch Ballack I think Gant, uh, But they – Mitch Ballack, he can I, if he scores, I I just don't I don't need that. But then, I mean they have they have a, they have a good amount of weapons. Mahoney. They got Bishop's a pretty pretty good big man. He's not as big as Nate though. Nate should be able to Mahoney's body him. Points. Mahoney and Jefferson, yeah, they're pretty good. Um, yeah, I mean I mean they're seven and two, like they're a good team. Yeah, of course. We have to score the ball. I don't know if eleven. Yeah, we're gonna have to. We're gonna have to. Yeah, our up. offense can't be. We can't start slow. We can't let up. Yeah, it just we can't be sloppy. Either. I think like if, if we're wasting possessions, then we're screwed. Yeah, turnovers lead to three points or easy layups for them. So yeah, I also um. I mean, we'll see how he plays against Butler. Um, I know it's obviously new year, new team, but um, Duke obviously his first game against Creighton last year. Best game of his career, yeah. and then Naughty. and then AJ against the home the home one against Creighton. Eight that was AJ's kind of coming out party for the rest. Like oh, that was such coming, a fun game coming out game for the rest of the year. So um, was that funny, Carol? Um, <laughs> oh my gosh, that game was against Creighton um, last year where David went off. Yeah, yeah. on the road. Yeah, the oh, the yeah. away game. We lost. No, we should have won. won. We we choked. I lost a good amount of money on that game. What did we lose by four. Had a rough night. Had a rough night after that. Yeah, four or six. And um, yeah, at home. Excuse me. No, we beat them on the road. Yeah, lost at home. Yeah, we beat no on the road. Are. That's what I I thought. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm excited for that game against the uh, our first ranked opponent of the year. Uh, moving on from that, we got uh, we got some nice lock of the day records for you. Carol ten sixteen and one. Jimmy thirteen and fourteen. He's he's hanging around the. Uh, How's Rutgers looking right now? Um, it was close. I don't know if you could check that. We got Harzy uh, eleven fourteen and Rutgers one. Rutgers up three. Not terrible. Rutgers is up three. Yeah, up four. Nice, nice. I them at plus. We have them minus three. Minus three. Uh, Where are we minus three and a half. Uh, we got we got me at twelve, thirteen, and two. Doctor Coach. And then we got Friars Fam fourteen and ten, and Friars Country somehow at eleven and eleven. Now, fr- now, um, Friars Country should be twenty-two and zero considering um his betting style, but. <laughs> Yes, it's called uh, create yeah. your own line. It's similar to bring your kid to work. <laughs> he, does, he, does have, he does have some quite interesting takes, but we appreciate him. But, we appreciate him being uh, a fan. Yeah, we love him helping, just, helping out our, our, our show. We'll have to have him on the podcast soon. If it's yeah. uh, if it's before it's bedtime. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move All on right. to some of these games. All right, Carol. So, yeah, yeah so some you might be the only the person people. who listens to this, so I think we should probably be nicer. <laughs> what? Oh, my God. Uh, no, I believe Sean Tobin listens to this. All right, so this. let's oh. go. Shout, two teams flying shout under out the radar. Us two top 15 teams, Tennessee and Missouri. Who do you guys got? 
Um, Wait, Carol, what's the first Tennessee, one? Missouri. Tennessee, Missouri. I haven't seen much of Missouri this year, but I love Tennessee. They got the uh, – they got like the European or the Argentinian point guards. Manu Ginobili. And he's made some flash no, – I believe his name is Santiago oh. Vescovi. And, um, yeah, they, Tennessee's got some – they only got I like Tennessee. They're definitely a good team. They're, I guess their best win is Cincinnati so far. Their season yeah. started I mean, pretty late. Right. No, Carol, their best win. St. Joe's. Their best win, St. Joe's. They beat St. Joe's by thirty-six. St. Joe's are some dogs. I like Tennessee. I, I like Tennessee, <laughs> but I don't think they cover. Um, what's the line? Three and a half. Do we know yet? Oh shit. And are the oh, Pressy brothers coming back to play for Missouri, or are they still in play since they're uh, I believe, I believe so. they've COVID. Yeah, I think. Phil, Phil, Phil Pressy is now a junior at Missouri. <laughs> okay. He went back in time. Yeah, I mean, too deep. Uh, wow, wait. Missouri are yeah, they beat uh, Oregon and Illinois. They beat. They beat Oral Roberts also. <laughs> I heard, you know, one thing about the uh, one thing <laughs> about the people. Say. All right, never mind. We'll save those jokes for later. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, that's going to be a good game. Who, who who are we taking? Tennessee. I'm taking Missouri. I think I might take. I think I might take Missouri based off of these Tennessee. wins. Tennessee. Yeah. You remember Kim English? On Missouri? No. He was on English. He was on that English. Yeah. He was a good player. What's the next game, Carol? What's that? Next game, yeah. So then next we're game. going to Minnesota, Wisconsin. Minnesota fresh off a spanking of Michigan State, and Wisconsin fresh off a loss. So it should be a good game. I, my opinion is Minnesota cools off and Wisconsin bounces back. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. Wisconsin can't shoot that, the lights but... out every game this season. I mean, they did it against Iowa, which lost me a lot of money. Of course, that guy was—they had one random guy that was like eight for nine, just three and over, like in overtime and fucking. Yeah. He's no, Marcus Carr balled out, but some random ugly guy. <laughs> random ugly. Um, I like I like Minnesota that though, uh, just simply based on the game yeah, I watched against Iowa and their head coach and their head um, coach is a uh, Providence. Is he? But the thing with with, with the thing with Wisconsin, Richard Pitino, yeah, Providence? they have like. Yeah, he was a manager um, here. The thing with Wisconsin that scares me is I was, I was watching their game the other day against uh, Michigan State, and they have, like, I th- it's either four or five redshirt seniors and, like, three or like three or four regular seniors. So they're probably one of the, like, uh, most experienced teams in the country. Got Brad Davison's been there for a while. And Trice, redshirt senior. Yeah, Trice is a beast. Trice. They got that big man. So, they got big yeah, guys over there, too. They got What's his name? Guys. Yeah. Nate Reavers. Micah Potter. They love yeah. playing for the big man. No yeah, Micah Potter. I might go with... Uh, with... Sam yeah, Decker is taking his trip here, so he's been back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm taking Oh, Wisconsin. I'll take Wisconsin yeah. in that game. I like Wisconsin, too. All right. Then moving on, we got a top Next. ten matchup here. I think Kansas is six against number eight Texas. Um, and yeah, and yeah, Texas I is really number eight kinda, now. Yeah, one shot them up. Shot this game? A haircut, they'll lose their powers. But right now, they're playing pretty well. When's that game? <laughs> oh, it's Saturday. Um, I still think Kansas are overrated this year. I don't. 
Like, yeah, oh, I keep it. counting them out. Yeah. I don't really think they're overrated. Texas also don't have that many weapons. I feel like they got Greg Brown Andrew and Jones um, playing well. They can't Coleman, can't who's also them. been there. Yeah, yeah, he is. Matt Coleman's also a guy yeah. that's been at his, at his school for a while. I'll take Kansas though. But they'll. I don't. I don't, I don't, I don't think they game. cover. They'll but probably I think be like a, the game. There isn't a line. I'm just taking that. They'll probably be. I'd say Kansas will be like a four point. Favorite, I'd maybe. give them a couple more. Uh, yeah, I'm maybe more. I, don't, yeah. I, don't I think it'll be a but maybe more. I'm gonna say yeah, four and a half, five and a half. All right, I'm, I'm going Kansas. Their only loss was at home against uh, Villanova. Um, I think yeah, they're good. good game, I I feel like Kansas. Well, I was about to give kind of a dumb take. Um, like like Texas always has like a bunch of athletes, you know, like just long like. Yeah. Guys who play on the perimeter. Yeah. Whereas Can- Kansas yeah, kind of has like Brown. more of a traditional roster of like one through five. Uh, like You're saying Mitch Lightfoot's not an athlete? He's the athletic yeah. of athletes. He is the athlete. But uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Texas. All right. I'm going Kansas. What's decision on that one? All right. Uh, um, next game, Rutgers, Iowa. Yeah. Rutgers. Rutgers. Uh, okay. Game is in Iowa. I'm taking Iowa. Um, just I think Iowa's struggled lately. I, maybe they are a Final Four pretender, but them at home is still tough to beat. Rutgers really week against Ohio State, up big, and then blew it. So I'm taking Iowa. Yeah, I, I, I got to see Iowa bouncing back at home for this one. Rutgers. I'm taking Rutgers. Rutgers, Rutgers are up four right I now know, with 33 seconds it. left over Purdue. What did I have it at? Did I have it at if Rutgers wins this game, I have three. Uh, you have three for the locks, too. If Rutgers wins this game, they might be – you think they crack the top no, 10 or 14 right now? No, it's too hard to move up four spots that high. Uh, like, I wonder who well, the... it's not going to matter until their game against Iowa. Good point. No, I know. If they beat Iowa, like, I wonder. Like, if they beat Iowa, they'll easily crack the top ten. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, easily. Iowa's number ten right now. They got bounced back from number. Yeah, four. dude, Lenardi bumped him. Lenardi bumped him down two to losses. three seed. Damn. I mean, I, like, if they're not hitting shots, and like, I know Garz is going to get at least twenty every game, just because he's just that good right now. But if they're not hitting threes off of like Garza doubles and shit. Like especially in the Big Ten, it's gonna, they're they're going to find it tough to win a lot of games. And Rutgers are really good right now. Yeah, it's all about Baker I mean, I and their top guys if they can come out and play. Yeah, we'll also see Rutgers yeah. right now isn't healthy at all, so we'll see if um they get healthy by uh, Saturday. Um, but Iowa's two yeah. losses, obviously to the by far best team in the country and to Minnesota, both games they just got torched from three. Which is like that's it's just like tough to win because they really did get torched like from behind the arc both games. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. I'll take Iowa. Um, though. Then another good. So many Big Ten teams I hear. I mean, I think they set a record for nine teams in the top twenty-five. Like that's nuts. Yeah, it is nuts. Wait. So so yeah, so wild. Iowa plays Northwestern tonight. 
Um, yes, Eleven. They do. So, I mean, that'll be. Northwestern yeah, are ever since having they their made best the tournament, season in a while. Elaine from Seinfeld son was on the team. They were an eight seed and won the eight nine game, and then <laughs> lost to Gonzaga. Um, all right, moving on. Yeah, so speaking of Northwestern, Northwestern's playing Michigan. Michigan still undefeated, right? Yeah. Yeah. What are they? They're still in the twenties, I, I think, ranked. But. Yeah, they haven't really had any marquee wins yet. It was the yeah. same thing last year, Jawan Howard's first year. They came out and were, like, number two in the country for the first couple of weeks of the season and cooled off a little bit. Shout-out shout out to Phil yeah. Martelli is uh, Jawan Howard's main assistant. There's, there's a little yeah. Michigan's there's got a little a, fact uh, for you, Carol. He's got a TikTok star. I'm not a Phil Martelli hater. Michigan's got a TikTok star on their bed. Oh, yeah. They want the hot girlfriend. So. Yeah, my cousin just. Um, I'll take. I'll take Northwestern to cover in this game, but Michigan's slightly yeah, winning me as well. Um, it's probably gonna whatever be, the line is. Uh, two and I think six. Or Michigan seven, six or seven, probably right. Northwestern. Really? Oh yeah, I guess Michigan aren't high, that highly ranked right now. Yeah, you're probably right. So, and then moving on to our last game, Michigan State, who just got their asses handed to them by Minnesota against Rutgers, who we just talked about, who's great season. Eventually, eventually, I hope they're going to have their first bid into the NCAA tournament. Shout out Steve Plumpel. Rutgers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm going Rutgers again. I love Rutgers. <clears throat> yeah, hopefully they close out this win right now. Get me, get me that little oh, bit closer I'm to five hundred on the uh, yeah. box. So, up yep. about uh, your thought from yesterday. Um. Yeah. So, uh, I was. We were talking about. Um. Or I kind of brought it up. How. Um. Oh, Duke, Michigan State, and Kentucky. Three, obviously, blue blood programs are always at the top of the rankings. Um, they're obviously really struggling. Um, Kentucky's off to his worst start in almost 100 years, since like 1932. worst start, which is pretty crazy. Um, Michigan State, um, they were saying yesterday, it's their first 0-3 start in the Big Ten since, um, I think, the 0-1-0-2 season. And then Duke, I don't want to. I don't want to misquote the stat here. Um, Duke obviously decided right to um, discontinue their non-conference schedule and their women's um, team is done for the year. But it was their yeah, their women's team wanna, is done for the year. I want to say the stat was, and so like obviously it's I should probably have it in front of me, but it was something like they hadn't had two non-conference home losses in like thirty-five some years. Um. And just all, home all games, three of those... especially at Cameron Indoor, home games are not home games right now. Yeah, no, it's just not the same at all. Yeah, but I, I kind of just brought up the question, like, obviously everyone's so deep into COVID, it just, it's like hard to think about what it would be like without it. But, like, do you guys think if it weren't for COVID, they'd still be off to such a rough start? Uh, 
Like, do you think the COVID, do you think the COVID yes. season and like the fact that, I don't know, just things are so not normal. Yeah. Obviously all three of those programs are teams that have big home court advantages. I don't know if that has anything to do with it. These guys are probably focused maybe since it's obviously the season counts and like it, it still matters, but a lot of these teams have guys who are going to be going who are lottery to the league. Like, yeah. They might not be as worried about winning this year. Yeah. Like, I, I, don't I agree with you yeah. somewhat, but I'm going to just disagree with you to play devil's advocate in that. I agree. Kentucky's a factory for one and done people. Like their point guard Askew was 17. He reclassified. He was supposed to be a 2021 guy. He turned out to be 2020. So it's tough when you're playing some of the best teams in the country. He sucks, by the way. The guy running the show is 17 years old. Uh, They got a bunch of transfers on the team. I think it's just a coincidence of a year where a lot of these coaches don't have the teams they're accustomed to. And that combined with the factors you're talking about, such as limited practice time, limited training in summer um, contributed to that. But I would say Michigan State – especially is different than those two. Like when I watch them, it's no, not a lot of, there's no lottery picks on their team this year. Like if you think about it, who have like the, I guess the Denzel Valentines of the world, the Draymond Greens, but I can't think of any guys they've had in top, top five, top 10. It seems like we see those guys for two, two, three, and four years. So I would say Kentucky and sometimes Duke is, I agrees with your point, but, Another big powerhouse of guys, Gonzaga, they're running the table with everybody, so Right. And yeah, not... I was gonna say no, I was yeah, gonna I'm say sorry, similar to that point. Ahead. Yeah, no. I was just gonna say similar to that point. I wouldn't keep Michigan State in that conversation because especially teams for Duke and Kentucky that have guys that like they have at least a few guys that are, these past few years that have gone one and done. So it's felt like with the lack of practice time this year, like these guys have barely played it all together. So I, I mean, I, I don't know if they'll be able to dig like Kentucky, especially will will be able to dig themselves out of a hole to like make a run at the end of the season. But they just haven't played enough together for the chemistry that they need to be a top SEC team. Oh, I know. I, I don't. I want to like move the goalposts. But, like sorry. I don't want to like move the goalposts, but. Even if you like move away from like the lottery pick aspect of it, like they've all three of those teams have looked like pretty horrible. Yeah, I mean, two of them are still in the yeah. top twenty. So yeah, I mean, every team has. Well, yeah, they're in the top year. Like they're in the top twenty last year. They're always in Sweet Sixteen, Elite Eight, and last year finished below five hundred. So I think it could happen to any team on a given year, and just this year it happens. Yeah, because 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 like. Because cause people said Cole Anthony was like – He was hurt. Yeah, like a Sometimes guy Sometimes the recruits be, just don't pay Like my guy, so. ESPN 300, yeah. and they turn out to be not as good as you thought. So Yeah. And it's tough when you're relying on people to recycle every year and you don't, like, have some continuity where these guys have known the offense for three and, three and four years. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So – all right, it's good to know. Good little discussion point to close. Yeah, it out. that wraps it up. That'll do it. That'll do it for episode five. Uh, we'll be oh no, Jimmy! We have uh, any, uh, see you next week, next Tuesday. What? Did it not hit? No, it's good. No, you're chilling. What no. happened? Did Rutgers Purdue had a three to make it? Um, 
a two point game, but they oh, missed oh, it. The game's over. They won by. Um, also, do we have all right? Uh, thirteen and thirteen on the Providence game tomorrow. We're giving five and a half. Five oh, yeah. and a half, Friars. Okay. All right. Yep. Yep. All right, guys. Thanks, guys. We'll see you uh, yep. next Tuesday. I'll do it. Say yep.